this episode, I talked to Max Etienne, known on Instagram as at Max underscore brother. He specializes in a sort of fine line surrealism style, creating unique original concepts in each piece. Max has spent most of his time tattooing in Australia, but over the last few years, he's made his way around the world doing guest spots throughout Europe, North America, New Zealand, pretty much all over. I met Max in Los Angeles back in 2018, and something that really stood out to me is how supportive he is to other tattoo artists. He's really made a name for himself in this fine line style of tattooing, and I'm always excited to see what he's doing next. My name is Jake Berry, and this is The Fine Line. Max, when did you start tattooing? It, it hasn't been that long, has it? Uh, I would say it's about four, four and a half years ago, maximum five. I just, I think pretty much like a lot of self-taught artists, I just bought a machine on eBay for like probably a $40 kit. Really dodgy stuff. Um, I get infected with the ink and all that stuff, but you know, you learn from your mistakes. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to get some tattoos, like more than what I have already. I wanted like another sleeve in some of my legs and I went around different studio and that was really expensive. I couldn't afford it. Um, so I just decided to do it myself. Cause I already had tattoos since I was 18. So, you know, I saw the process of the stencil and when you don't know nothing, when you see an artist taking a stencil, you're like, oh, he's just gonna trace it coloring like a children's book and done but i got it all wrong because my first tattoo was terrible did it on myself uh trained on my chest my arms my legs and then i had some friends wow. that already had some dodgy tattoos so they were like you can't do you can't do words that i already have so go for it so uh, practicing on a lot of friends on myself for about a year and then uh some tattoo artists like when i was in a bar just saw the tattoo that i've done on my chest and he asked who did it, and I was like, I did it. He was like, oh, cool, so where do you work? I was like, oh, dude, I'm not a tattoo artist, I'm just doing this for fun. And this guy actually um, just told me like I should um, visit them in the studio and just chat about it. So I was like, yeah, why not, I should. And I went there, I talked with the artist, and they told me that I'm kind of ready to start, that to be a professional. I was like, okay, let's do it. So I asked my license in Australia, because it takes a bit of a month to get it. And then I started from scratch. And then that's pretty much it. Just just started from nowhere because I never been drawing before. I just I'm quite quite lucky that I figure out I was able to tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so you you weren't drawing or painting or anything before you started tattooing. Not at all. Uh, I mean, when I started, I'm 32 now. So yeah, it was about 27. Um, I would say when I started, you know, I was like that kid, like really bad at school at the the bottom of the class and just trying to graffitis and stuff like that so I was just doing crap like this I think like pretty much like Adam um, and then um, I never thought I could do something with that the only person who liked my drawings was my mom you know when I was a kid so I did something with that and um, yeah it just came from scratch so I started for a year when I was practicing when I said earlier the whole year was just on paper with a $40 coin machine and I was doing stencil by hand as well so I didn't have a printer everything was by hand so I learned a lot with that once you can actually tell yourself and figure out how it heals and how the skin reacts, just, you can just learn on your own, I guess. So since you weren't really into art um, before tattooing, what is it maybe the, like the look of tattoos or that got you interested in tattooing? Well, I mean, tattooing, you know, it's, it's a cool job. Like, I used to have friends that were tattoo artists when I was 18, 20, and those are the guys that started some of my tattoos on me. Um, 
And I loved their lifestyle. It was cool because those guys were called artists. It was like, what do you do? I'm an artist. What do you do? Okay, Teddy. Well, Teddy was not a really good word to say. You know, it's like kind of cliche. But they were still artists. They were working for themselves. They were loving the job. Um, so I always wanted to be, but I didn't know I could do it. So when I realized I can actually um, do something with tattooing, um, I don't know, I figure out maybe I should try it. And when I see this artist that kind of push me to try for real as a professional. Um, I don't know, all of a sudden I was like, damn, I can actually be a real tattoo artist because for a year we're just doing this for fun. And I took that really seriously from one day to another. And I started to do like 12, 14 hours every day, six days a week for like two years. Wow. Um, and then, you know, some people um, like AJ, Mommy, I'm sorry, in different studios, like saw my work and they asked me to come. So I've been guesting and I learned from different artists. Um, so I took like, I, I don't know, I found a passion from the moment someone told me, like, you can't be a professional, so like a real artist told me that, I was like, damn, he's like, maybe he's right. And I took that really seriously. I don't know, I need, I need like a revelation from a professional, you know, from like a real opinion. And do you still work those long hours like that? Like 12, 14 hour days? <sighs> nah, I mean, uh, for three years and I had a, a bit of a health issue. I would like really wait too much. Um, that was not really a good like lifestyle but you know that's what it is it's like when you when you work at uni you know you like apprenticeship and you do uni yeah. and at the same time you work that's what it is so i went back like when i was 20 years old at 27 like that lifestyle um but then i realized yeah health wise that was really bad like, i didn't eat um you know smoke cigarette the stress um as much as you're really happy at what's happening in your life and at the same time it's like kind of uh, pull me down so that's when I just decided after two years to two and a half years to actually open my own studio. And then I, I took it like more chill. So I had the opportunity because I was my own boss pretty much to, I don't know, decided to do just one client a day and then maybe not every day. So I started to do two or three clients every week and then bigger and bigger tattoos. So maybe need more time to draw. Um, yeah, I mean, it just came, but two, two and a half years, maybe nearly three years of like really hard work, but that was worth it. Yeah. You know, I think every kind of job you have to go through that, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And you opened a studio in Australia. Um, and last I heard, you're yeah. moving out of Australia. Are you coming back to Europe? Going back to Europe. So not France. Uh, nothing about France. I'm just not really interested to go back where I'm from. So, uh, But I really love Amsterdam. I cool. went working there a couple of times with Nikita. It's an artist there. And then uh, I got some friends and I just love the vibe. I just love the city. I love the people. I love the look of it. I miss the architecture in Europe as well because Australia's got beautiful views and everything, but I miss that city vibe of Europe. I've been more of history behind the city, you know, when you walk in yeah. the streets and I really miss that and that kind of artist vibe because um, Australia is a bit missing that, how can I say that, that really artistic vibe. I don't really feel it that much in Australia. Um, you know, it's a beautiful country. It's sunny all the time. You go for a surf, you work out, like you have some healthy breaky. Um, so it's yeah. a hell of a good lifestyle. I love it here. But artistic wise, I think <laughs> I need to go, you know, Amsterdam or Paris or New York or, you know, you need to have more contact and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. It's really cool that you could travel um, around the world now and still build up your clientele wherever you go. Do you think like, do you think Instagram is solely responsible for that? Or do you think maybe because you've traveled a lot and done guest spots, you've kind of like established more clients in other countries? I mean, to be honest, like most of the tattoo artists that are quite successful today and have like a big clientele, it's all due to Instagram. I mean, of course you work. I mean, yeah. if you show shit on Instagram, you wouldn't get people to follow you. But without Instagram, like most of us wouldn't be where we are right now yeah. because, 
you know, back in the day, you just walk in a shop, you just open the book when you're waiting on the seat and you just pick like a random flash tattoo. Yeah. Um, you don't even know who the artist is. Maybe you can read some magazines. I don't know, but I didn't know anyone who was doing it back in the day. Only the tattoo artists were reading the tattoo magazines. Um, so Instagram is pretty much everything for us. Like I wouldn't be where I am without yeah. Instagram, that's for sure. I hate Instagram as yeah. much as I love it. <laughs> I think we all do. I know, do. yeah, that's the thing. We all do. I know, but it's like essential, isn't it? It is. I mean, that's that's the biggest marketing like media platform you can ever use. You know what I mean? You can Absolutely. build a website or whatsoever, but it doesn't put your name out there. So yeah, like traveling. The first time I traveled with uh, was with um, Tritone, like Seven's Day Studio in Auckland, New Zealand. Um, that pretty much like changed my my life in terms of tattooing. I met this guy, cool. I met the team, um, Sarah, Phoebe, and all the others. And I don't know, I just opened my eyes like, damn, I can I can actually do that in so many other countries and meet so many other artists. And straight away, Mommy, I'm sorry, and in all the studios, and I went traveling around. But yeah, I guess Instagram made it work. But it's it's so important for me to guest. Like guesting in terms of today's nowadays like industry of tattoo, uh, you need to do that. You need to do that to expand your knowledge and know a different artist and I don't know. It's For really sure. important. Obviously right now you can't you haven't been able to do any guest spots over the last year or so, but um do you have any plans to go anywhere now? Like now that things are starting to open up? Uh, I mean, like everyone else around the world, I mean, as soon as everything reopened, I'm going to go all around. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, everyone's yeah. plan. <laughs> yeah, I got so many different studios that I was about to visit. Uh, when the COVID hit, actually, I was in New York. I was with Snuffy. Um, and I got stuck in New York for a week. I spent a whole week with, uh, with Snuff. And then... Um, I was supposed to go to Europe in different studios and they get all canceled. So uh, I was, yeah, Europe yeah. for sure. I'm going to go everywhere I can be. That's because I love it. America, I'm working on a visa. It's a really tough situation to get a visa there, but yeah. especially now, but I'll get through it. I'm pretty optimistic. Nice, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. so many other countries. I mean, like I know Japan now, they kind of like regularize a bit tattoo. So maybe at some point we'll be able to guess there because I got a lot of friends over Japan. Um, so I'm not sure I'm waiting That'd be amazing. That. Yeah, Korea and all those countries. I hope one day we'll be able to to guest over there. I know. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Korea is gonna be because it's so. There's so many amazing tattoo artists in Korea. Oh, Korea, man. It's like they're really good. I don't know. They they have this culture. Like I mean, every they're perfectionists. Man, it's like I work with a Korean girl yeah. in my studio. Um, she's called Hayes. A great artist, and it's it's amazing. She's she's really quiet. She doesn't own. She's tattooing in her own world. And she tattooed my, my stomach, actually. Um, nice. But when you see the precision and, like, the focus that they put on their work is insane. And, and it's it's something really, like, remarkable. It's crazy. And Koreans have something like that yeah. in the culture for everything they do. So, mm. yeah, I really hope the country is going to be able to tattoo more. But I don't think it's going to, you know, maybe it's going to be less fashionable because now it's allowed. But it's going to come back anyway. So, um, with your work, you're... You're mainly doing black and gray. You don't do a lot of color in your work. I think I do color is probably red. I always have red in my drawer. I love red color. I don't know why. You know, yeah. red and black is a famous nice. thing. Like this is one of the first Japanese like tattoos yeah. been done with red and black. Um, I don't know. It's a really good match. So sometimes I'm happy to add a bit of red. Um, but real colors, I think I did it once. Um, there was a, a, a girl that came back from America and she was booked with Eva. And she couldn't make it. She had to come back to Australia for personal reason. And she ended up like booking with me. And when she told me like, I was booked with Eva, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait, so that means you wanted a tattoo in color. She's like, yeah, but I know you don't do colors. So I'll let you do in black and gray. And I was like, you know what? Let's do colors. 
and I'd never done it. So <laughs> that was funny because, yeah, and I was like, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. <clears throat> and I asked one of the artists, like a uh, caller artist that was working with me, is like, dude, can you tell me what ink I need to, to use? So he let me borrow his ink. He met me like the, every like little colors I needed to use. I was like, okay, let's smash it. And um, yeah, I did it. That was my first color ever. That worked well. I asked the clients to send me health photos and come back if anything is needed in terms of touch up or whatsoever. But it's been like three years now. So Great. it's been good. <laughs> but I won't do it again. Yeah. I won't do it again because I, yeah. oh, I find it not stressful only, but just. It's very stressful, yeah. It's, I think like to do colors, you really need to have like that painter eyes. You know what I mean? You really need yeah, to be like sure. good with colors. Yeah. Like if you ask me to do like a portrait, real skin tone on a white canvas, I know you start with the, the green colors and do that, you know, to, to create like the, the skin tone colors. I would have no idea how to do it. Like it's it's so confusing. <laughs> yeah. My mom is my mom paints yeah. a lot and she bought oh, me like cool. that little Yeah, she bought me like that disc, you know, you spin and that tells you what colors goes with what color to do oh, what yeah. color. And she showed me the disc because I like, I couldn't understand it. I was like, Mom, I don't get it. She's like, You <laughs> dumb kid. She's like, You have a master degree, you do this, you're good at numbers, and you can't understand it. Color palette? She was like, you're stupid. I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm stupid. And from that day, I was like, I am not trying. I don't want to make a mistake on a client. I don't want to fuck it up. So now I love the look of it. But no, I don't think I'll ever go to color. It's not my thing. So are you using a, a gray wash set or do you just use water? Or what do you use for, for getting those lighter tones? Um, you know what? The very first time, actually, that's going to sound dumb, but the very first time I wanted to do gray wash on my body when I was training after like a couple of weeks of practicing for the first time, um, I literally mixed black and white ink. I thought that would become like gray wash. To tell you how dumb I was, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I ended up with like kind of a silver gray tattoo on me. I couldn't understand what's going on. And I realized, damn, you just need to mix it with water, idiot. Um, so I started just at home, you know, like mix it up with water in different cups. And I didn't even know the gray yeah. wash existed, pre-gray wash made. Um, so I, I learned that way. And actually, I tried once. Some some ink are really amazing on the gray wash. It's a perfect mix, you know, and I, I like it. But I'm really, I don't like, I, I can't explain. But when I, when I do my setup, when I check the photo and the tattoo I'm going to do, I'm going to have my clients in front of me and I can analyze the skin tone. I naturally know how many, like drops of black I need to put in each cup depending how big it is it's just I don't know probably like muscle memory I don't know it's, I do it I do it naturally so I have no so idea so you kind of just make your own gray wash then with I just black. do my own yeah. like about yeah. four or five cups so I make a full cups of black and I just go all the way down with water sure and you know you try it out you know you, you try on the client you try with really soft gray when you erase a bit of the stencil and you see how the skin sure. react and how gray turns out I mean, you can never do black with gray wash because you will, will never heal that way. So I know where to use the black, but just go with the flow. Yeah. I think that's how I do it. Yeah. <laughs> it worked yeah. well for the last years. What cartridges are you using? Are, are you able to get all the, the main companies out there in Australia? Um, yeah, Australia. It's No, you, you, you can you can have like all the Shans and the Quadrant and all those brands, the Vinci. You get all those brands, it's fine. Um the brand that I use for me for my um, liner, which I never had anyone else using it actually, it's weird. It's called EZ Revolution. So it, oh, cool. Easy Revolution. I think I don't know if I say it right. Um, but they have this um, this uh, three round liner extra tight for six gouges. Um, and it's it's literally like a single needle one to three. So you can wow. you can pack some fine line without really cutting the skin as you can probably do sometime in the single when you don't know what you're doing. 
Um, so I use a lot of that easy revolution three round liner and then only quadrants, yeah. quadrants mag, flat and nice. curved. So you're doing um, a lot of big projects recently, a lot of like big like half sleeves and um, it's actually impressive how you can bust those out in one session. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my friends are like some artists that I know think I'm really impassioned. So this is where I smash it out. I was like, I want to go home. Uh, I want to have a beer with the mates and I'll finish my tattoo. It's definitely not that. It's because most of the time I can end up to the studio till 2 a.m. if I have to. I don't mind. But it's, it's like when you draw, you know what I mean? Like one of the most important thing when you draw, like I'm talking about some, from scratch with a, with a pen and a piece of paper, you need to find your speed. Like it's really important to find your speed. How do you do your line? How do you do your shading? And when I when I see something in my mind, I want to put it into paper or iPad. You know, if you start to get too slow and too focused on some area, and when you you, you look from far and you realize I got it all wrong because I've been too slow or maybe too quick. So tattoos, like I find my speed and it is quite a bit fast. <laughs> I realize. Yeah, yeah. But when I go too slow, uh, in terms of big project like house sleeve. I'd, I just end up like losing myself into what I'm doing sometimes. I lose yeah. the flow. I'm like, ah, it's, it's taking too much time over there. And it's not mm-hmm. normal that I spend like two hours on that little photo and that little elements and four hours with those lines around here. I just don't like it because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not focused 100%. But when I'm on my normal yeah. speed, which is quite fast, I don't think about it. I'm just doing it and right. it works well. Yeah, you need to find that flow. Exactly. It's really important. Like, yeah really really important yeah. to me that's what i was trying to tell to my apprentice for example like um because he was trying to go a bit quicker because he was less like definitely like it took much more time for him to do tattoo like compared to me but i was like don't try to make it as fast as me or as fast as this guy or whatever it's like everyone needs to find his own flow you know it doesn't matter because we don't charge per hour anyway like most of us today you know we, we charge per piece uh, if i tell a quote mm-hmm. to a client i'm like it might take me five hours if it takes eight hours i'm not going to change it, the price it's because I end up with one client a day. So it's for me, I get the job done, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, that's cool. Um, do you like doing those big projects or do you like doing the smaller pieces? Smaller projects, I started with the really classic smaller stuff. I think right now in the industry, like a, a fine line tattoo, especially like four or five years ago when I started, um, and still today is a little bit, but you have a bigger audience when what you do, it's more cute and quite feminine. Um, because most of women really will spend more time on looking for the right artist than some boys. As a boy, sometimes <laughs> it's just, ah, oh, I can't be bothered to take this guy waiting for eight months. Um, you know, you just want to walk in a shop and get it done. Yeah. Um, but girls, it takes much more time, they're more passionate and they really do big research. So when I started to do those little photos of like little florals, like little, I don't know, I can call that, but little doodles, like fine lines, like the girls really loved it. Women's really... Um, asked me a lot of this so I kind of get stuck into that small feminine kind of look tattoo you know because that's if that becomes on your only audience where well, you get stuck with it so yeah. and sometimes I find some clients that were ready to do some bigger piece um, and then I stopped to to posting those small tattoos but trying to post only the bigger ones and I was trying to do some flash on my stories to show some other people's like I can do big I can't just do small yeah and you know over time over two years a year and a half like a lot of people start to enjoy the bigger pieces and yeah and then and then that's it now I am where I am but I've never done like a big back piece or like an entire full leg like all wrapped um not that I don't want it I think because it takes so much time with the work we do yeah you know, 
and you know it costs money for clients and then you have the wait list and all that stuff so uh, it takes a time if you have to do a full sleeve and that's where i ended up realizing i might need to go, to go quicker to try to smash it and, and do great <laughs> project um and that's where i find my flow it's like damn actually i'm actually better when i'm quick yeah. everything came but it's up nice together. you have a you have a lot of negative space in your big pieces which is nice like it doesn't feel like it's all stacked mm. on top of each other there's like some nice open spaces well i think this yeah, it's something really important for me this is like a big definition of fine line today fine line before for me man it's just like what literally what it meant it's just a fine line so something really thin and yeah. really well done Small. but for me fine line you can yeah. do a, a big portrait on a half sleeve with a bit of composition around um the fact that you're going to have a lot of skin around and it's going to breathe really, it's going to be really nice. Um, saddle on the skin and from distance, you can really distinguish what is what. It's not really too packed. For me, that becomes fine line. So if you do a portrait, but you pack some black behind, you know, to highlight the face that you're doing, that becomes like traditional more for me. It doesn't matter how realistic it is. It's still a traditional yeah. way to do something in terms of tattoo for me. But I know what you mean. As soon as you can just like do the object itself with a fine, really fine outline around whatever design you do for me, it's it's a fine line work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's cool though. I, I like that that style that you got going on now, and mm. you like you include a lot of geometry and different elements like that, which is nice. Yeah, geometry is always fun. So it's hard because when you do on the iPad, you put a square or a circle. And then the client changed his mind on the placement and the photo he sent wasn't like exactly how you thought it would be because, you know, it's distorted. Um, and your circle, your square doesn't fit at all. You stick your stencil and your square is like that. Um, so geometry is fun mm. to put on the iPad. On the skin, it's different because like to look nice and have a nice flow on the skin is pretty hard. So at first I was putting yeah. a lot of straight lines everywhere and squares and frames, but the more I was doing big stencil, bigger and bigger, like shoulders area and wrapping, I ended up realizing it's it's way too hard to make it look nice. Um, so yeah. now I'm still doing geometry, but I give it more flow. I'm trying to space it out a bit more and do less like 90 degrees angle and stuff like that. Yeah. Nowadays, there's a lot of new tattoo artists coming up. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's really easy for people to like go online now and look look up tutorials and figure out how to tattoo and... and um, and whatnot. It seems like you don't have to do a, a traditional apprenticeship now, you know? Um, yeah. There's like a million ways to learn. But that being said, I still feel like there's like some information that artists don't get when they're like learning online and, you know, doing some research on YouTube or whatever. Um, what, what advice would you give to someone who's like basically trying to figure out how to tattoo, but um, they're finding it difficult to get an apprenticeship or, yeah. To start? What? I never really recommended anyone to get an apprenticeship, so maybe it's my bad, but I never had any. Uh, doesn't mean it's a good thing. It worked out for me because I got lucky, but I met some artists that were doing through apprenticeship and I heard some people that told me like, I'm going to sign for an apprenticeship at this studio. They told me I'm going to do this and this. What, what do you recommend? How do you start? And uh, I heard a lot of people ended up doing emails, cleaning the shop, doing the workstation for the artist, um, you know, phone calls and pretty much like receptionist for like over two years without even touch a machine, a single time a tattoo machine. And this is yeah. crazy for me. Like, this is really bad. It's really taking advantage of someone for me. Yeah. I don't like it. So it's not that I don't recommend anyone to go for an apprenticeship, but it's really important to make sure where you're going. Like, yeah. doesn't matter what someone's going to promise you. If after a month nothing happens and you even haven't like touched a fake skin or a tattoo gun, 
get the hell out of here. It's it's no point. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's no way to figure yeah. out if someone's going to be a good artist until they touch a machine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. You'll never know. Yeah. I know back in the day, like I remember because I talked to um, older tattoo artists that told me like the, the way to get an apprenticeship back in the day was to um, come with some drawings, of course, but I had a lot of stories. People say, okay, I'm going to take you as an apprentice. You have an hour to draw me a horse. Horse was a big thing because, you know, the, the contrast with the muscle on the face and then the actual like anatomy of it. It's, it's a really hard drawing to do, like hands, for example. And I heard yeah. a lot of a lot of them from some artists that they had to draw a horse in an hour and then that's it. That's how they get the apprenticeship. And then for two years, they didn't do wow. anything. So even drawings for me, I have my apprentice. Like I didn't ask him to draw me something. Uh, just ask him to pay for that cigar, come with fake skin and spend two or three hours with me like... Um, I don't know, every two or three days during the week when I have time. And yeah. I told him, do this, do some lines, do some circles, do that shading. Uh, I'll show you how to do a stencil. Let's do a stencil now. And over two weeks, I could mm -hmm. see if it will be good or not already. It's really quick, you know? So yeah. after two weeks, I was like, dude, you're going to be good, I'm sure. Like the way you manage the, the machine, the way you understand the gray wash works, um, the pressure yeah. as well. But then like I told him right now, um, it seems like you know how to do lines. Let's do it on some of your friends. See, it heals, it worked well, and now you're good to go. And now that's the biggest part coming. Can you create a, a unique design every single day of work? Can you every day come up with something new? Like, or understand your clients and put something down on the iPad and then on the skin. That's the hardest part for me, not just to do a great tattoo. Yeah, that's, that's huge. But like also, I see a lot of people go and get apprenticeships with people that are teaching them bad habits or teaching them things that like are, you know, techniques that will limit mm. what they could do you know um say like pulling really thick lines and you know that's the only way they learn then when they try to apply that that technique to fine line tattooing or portraits it's just not yeah. going to work so um it seems like there's a lot of people that are learning these and then they they find mm. it difficult to like branch out of the style that they learned what I mean, my best advice is, is like anyone else will probably give like that self-thought today or just kind of new in the industry because most of us started like that. Yeah. You just buy some fake skin, yeah. watch some videos, learn by yourself, and then you're going to try to contact some artists. I got so many like artists that from around the world just like not really famous that just started. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, buddy, can I just ask you what machine do you use or what ink? I was like, of course. I tell the machine and equipment that I use, but I'm like, that works for me. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. And... You can do like a, I don't know, like an amazing portrait with a, a magnum shading and even more amazing with a three-round liner. Yeah. It's, it's doesn't matter. It's mm. just find your own way. But the, learning for someone, it's actually, it's, it's like human. You know, if you've been taught to do it in a certain way, unconsciously, you're going to do it the way you've been taught to do it. Mm. Um, this is why I'm not really a big fan of apprenticeship. Maybe if you go to a tattoo studio and then you become an apprentice with different tattoo artists. Mm. you know what I mean so if yeah. like if it's one a good week studio. you go with this dude yeah. another week you go with this dude so everyone works as a team it's like you're the new kid in the studio yeah. and everyone's happy to teach you a bit what they say, what they know that would work well for me um, but in terms of like doing your own stuff it's like creativity um, I'm, I'm really trying to not looking too much of Instagram for example you know like not that I want, don't want to see my friends artists like work um but the more stuff I see every day, every day, every day, unconsciously, mm -hmm. I'm going to design something that I probably saw. And yeah, I'm going course, to finish yeah. my design. I'm like, that reminds me of something. I was like, damn it. I'm sure an artist <laughs> that I know did quite similar work. 
And I have to scroll down, like for the last two days of Instagram, it's like, damn it, I know this guy did already. Yeah. This is why I came up with the idea. And it happened to me like not many times, but a couple of times. So for the last year or so before COVID, I was really trying to not look too much of Instagram and Pinterest. I was just trying to make it my own. Mm. Like just like scratch, scratch, scratch. Like come up with the weirdest kind of a shape I can make on, on Procreate. And pretty much like looking like a clown is like, what does that shape does, does it make yeah. you think of? Yeah. And that's how it came up. So it's like, yeah, I like that square. I like that thing. I like that thing. Okay, I'm going to turn that square to a portrait, that round that's to cool. a sun and blah, blah. Um, yeah, I think you just get your brain washed, man, but all those informations and designs and inspiration we can have. And sometimes it's even too much for your brain to, <laughs> to actually find your own after mm, that. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about tattoo artists posting healed work more? Do you think, do you think artists should be posting their healed work more often? Oh, yeah, that's really important. It's, it's really, it was really hard for me. I wanted to do it because I know so many artists that have the highlights with so many um, healed tattoos. And that's great. That's, that's awesome because... That's all about this. That's all about the eel. The fresh tattoo always looks good anyway. Um, yeah. You know, that redness as well makes it pops out the shading and then that makes the yeah. tattoo like really blowing, like glowing out of the older tattoos you have around. It's, it's, it's great when it's fresh. But heel yeah. sometimes it looks quite faded, um, you know, as a photo, even if it's not real, but the photo make it faded. So you have to hide, add some contrast. Um, but no filters. I think it's really important. There's no filters and heel, heel shots. It's like... I think it's really useful for the clients as well. But I don't think not for enough sure. of, of us do it. Um, for my part as well, I don't do it enough because most of my clients were traveling. So I don't mm. have them anymore. And when I ask my clients, can you send me your hell photo? Sometimes they're not that good. <laughs> so it's not a great it. photo, yeah. Yeah, it's not a great <laughs> photo. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I want to put that heel tattoo because I'm proud of it. It's great. But yeah. I need to take the shot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, exactly. It's shiny. Yeah. Blurry. Yeah, yeah, it's all shiny and faded and lighting is bad. And, and the guy, blurry. Like, dude, I appreciate it, but it's not helping. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny when you get one and it's like you could tell the lens focused on the background oh, and the yeah, arm is blurry. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> you can do about that. Yeah, so I used to do a lot of stories like, hey, guys, can you send me like some heel photos? But rarely had some good ones. So, no, I should do that more, but I need to run into my clients. But yeah, I, I think definitely it's, it's a good thing to do like for a lot of artists. It's good for the clients, yeah. it's good for the artists. Yeah. I like that. Um, you mentioned earlier that um, when you're using your needles and uh, you're getting like those fine lines, you're using a three-round liner. Are you ever using a single needle? I started a lot with single. Not started, but after like a couple of months of uh, starting tattooing, um, Single needle was a big thing. I had a lot of clients. Um, they came to me as like when I was doing the tattoo, when I was starting to do my prep, and it was like, oh, is that single needle? And I was like, no, that's the bigger side. It's called a three, and that one's a five. Um, but it doesn't matter. I'm gonna make the tattoo great. And but so many people get focused on the single needle. It became a hashtag, hashtag single needle, and like people put in the bio, you know, like I'm a single needle artist. Yeah. Um, I love that, but a lot of clients because they're not in the industry get a bit kind of not confused but they get to focus on single needle too much so everything had to be single needle yeah. i'm like dude if i do that full sleeve single needle it's going to cost you a lot and it's going to take me forever <laughs> yeah. um so you just start telling people yeah this is single needle yeah so suddenly you have to say yeah it's single <laughs> but um i don't know seriously i haven't used single needle for a while now i really like that three round liner from easy revolution yeah. i said earlier i really like that one um Sometime I use single from, uh, I think it's Da Vinci, the brand. Uh, I think it works really well. It's like 14 gouges or something like that. Um, but no, I think I just 
Because single, it's really, I mean, you're really specialized in single needle. You're really good at it. And, you know, to do a tattoo the way you do it for me, like, it will take me two sleeves to do a tattoo like you do, like with single. Like, it's, because I know single, it's not like you don't do it like a traditional way with a 14-round liner, nail traditional, and you just dig it in and go straight all the way. Whole line, um, yeah. You can't do that because most of the time you might end up like cutting the skin and not healing well and having a scar and blah, blah, blah. So it's, mm. it's a lot of times, you know, it's, it's going back and again and again on the same spot. Um, and as I said, the single was not matching the, like how quick I wanted a tattoo. So I had to stop with the single. It was not for me. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, in what other ways do you think we've seen progression in the tattoo community? I know we've seen a lot of advancements in the equipment that we use and the supplies we're using now. But um, in what other ways do you think we've seen um, the tattoo community progress over the last few years? I mean, to be honest right now, I like the way the industry is going. Um, like we all respect each other. Um, you know, we don't really check the numbers. Like if I have 80,000 followers, you have 5,000 followers going to have the same respect. Um, it's I love that thing like if you're a verified artist on Instagram or you're not it's the same idea if you work from that studio or the other I don't give a crap and I like that because I found that the, the when I started Tattoo I found mm. when I had like just a couple thousand followers I was nobody in the industry I didn't know much and all of a sudden like a most fam- more famous artist started following me and I was like my god I'm so honored thanks a lot blah 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 and many of those guys were like, dude, don't, don't be, it's fine. It's just a number. You know, it's just, it's just, you'll be good. You're good at your work. Do what you're doing. Don't think I'm like a God or whatsoever because I have more followers. So I get a lot of artists like that that put me down to earth saying like, I love that. You know what I mean? We'll, doesn't matter about number. Um, so at first I was, didn't like the Instagram vibe. Like you need followers and blah, 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 and likes. And then the idea of Instagram to pushing the likes away from the photos, I loved it. So you can't see how many yeah. likes people get. And, and now we see like many people in different industry, um, not tattoo, but they get verified and they get a lot of numbers and they get published in some whatever it is. And you ended up, but this guy is not better than the other guy that's not famous. So right. I think tattoo now become really, really like artistic, like we really respect each other and I love that. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a good part of it right now. Like and it's that. a small community on Instagram, isn't it? Like Instagram has made it a small community. Yeah. You know, so like artists now from all over the world can like get to know each other and exactly. even like just, you know, getting to meet you in LA and it's like you never would have met those people if it wasn't for like the small Exactly, yeah. the small community on on Instagram, which is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. Allows to travel and meet different people and culture. I love it. And so many good things about tattooing. Yeah. Not just like the work we do every day, but what's behind you as well. Yeah, it's a great it's such a great job. Yeah. So the last question I have for you is um, if you can name three artists that you would love to get tattooed by oh. that you haven't been tattooed by yet, who would they be? Well, that's a tough one. Um, you know, it's really hard. It's like, what's your favorite music artist? It's really hard to give three. Um, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I tell you my, my Snuffy. Snuffy is like a brother for me. I, I love this dude. I had some awesome time with that dude. Um, so I tattooed him when I was stuck in, in New York doing the COVID. Um, and I want him to tattoo me for sure at some point. Um, nice. But it's not just like he's a great artist. It's because it's someone I respect a lot. And he's a friend of mine, really good friend. Yeah. So um, I can't really, can't really say three. It's hard. I love Mowgli. Mowgli is one of my biggest inspiration. Um, I never had a chance to really see him in real life. Um, I mean, when I started my geometry stuff for the very first time, I didn't even know he existed. I started to do some geometry. I was like, oh, maybe that can work in tattoo. Mm. And then one day, one of my roommates... 
um, told me, oh, do you know this guy? Look at that. I look a bit at your work. And I look at Mowgli's work. I was like, it doesn't look like my work. <laughs> it, looks like, <laughs> it looks like I'm shit compared to this guy. So Mowgli was one of my biggest inspiration. Uh, always trying to not look at Mowgli. I don't want to look at his work too much because like I said earlier, you know, it might confuse my brain in terms of creativity. But I remember like four, three years ago, maybe when I found his Instagram, I was like blown away. Um, Oscar, of course, like Oscar, Ballas, um, you know, Goldie, Eva, all those artists is big. It's a big list. I can't, I can't reduce it to three. I would say Oscar. I know, it's hard. Yeah, it's really, really hard, man. It's really hard. So, I don't know. Probably Oscar because, you know, he's one of the biggest in the industry and he's, he's such a legend as well. He brought up like that creativity into the industry and that's, that's really helpful for all of us. Mm. And... Um, I don't know, yeah, Snuffy, Oscar, maybe Mowgli. I would say those three. But it's, it's a long list. Yeah, I got nice. tattooed by Tritorin as well. So my tree, tattoo my hands, tattoo yeah. my back. Same, that's a brother. So I already have a tattoo from him. Um, he, yeah. he would be on the list if I didn't have a tattoo yet on me. Yeah. For sure. He's, yeah, Tree is a, that's cool. such a great artist, man. Tattooed that flowers on my hand like in 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do on your back? Oh, yeah, that's right. That big, uh, the... The, is it a crane, is it? Yeah, that's a crane of, and a lady. Well, that's, uh, I was in Oakland, um, was at his place, like, just, like, chatting. I was like, dude, can you tattoo me tomorrow because your client's going to finish early? And I was like, nah, I'm not tattooing you. Um, so I forced him a little bit, and then uh, he was like, <laughs> okay, I'll tattoo you, but you do the design. I can't be bothered to do flowers on you, and I don't want to do a design. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And yeah. we did. I'm doing the design together, like in less than an hour. Just nice. smash it out, having a coffee, doing a tattoo. And he did that tattoo probably an hour and a half. And he liked it. it was Jeez. Like a, that was a bit different than the flowers, so he loved it. Yeah, Tree is a hell yeah. of a good artist to hang around, for sure, and person as well. Um, great stuff, man. Well, thanks thanks for doing this with me. It was uh, really, it was like... It's, Pleasure, man. Yeah, it's been great to talk to you, and um, hopefully I see you... Thanks for having me, man. Hopefully I see you in one of these countries, one of these days, wherever you end up going. Oh, we will, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be traveling a lot, and once I'll be in Europe, you're not going to be that far anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. cool. Well, then, That'd I look cool. forward to seeing you soon, man. Likewise. All right, thanks again. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to follow on social media and wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify or Apple or Google. You can find me on Instagram at jankyjake underscore tattoos. And this page is at the underscore fine underscore line underscore underscore. So many underscores. If there's a specific artist that you'd like me to have on the show, please feel free to send me a message. And... I'll see what I can do to get him on. Once again, my name is Jake Berry, and this is The Fine Line. <laughs>